Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I'm so thankful to be here tonight. I'm so thankful to feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Like I said just a few minutes ago, the Bible says that the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. And I'll tell you, I got up, I went into work at 5 a.m. this morning, uh, worked a 10-hour shift today, came home and hustled around and ran errands and did things and um, unfortunately uh, ate like crud and uh, grabbed some some on-the-go food. I use that term loosely, but, uh, but here we are. Amen, amen. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And here we are in the house of the Lord. Amen. God has made a way for us to be here. One more service. Amen. And we give the Lord glory for that tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be in that. Well. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. How many believes that the Lord knows what he's doing? Amen. I want to talk to us here briefly tonight. I won't, I'm going to try not to keep us long, but I want to talk to us here <clears throat> A little bit this evening on, on, on this topic, I want to talk to us on four dangers of blurry vision. Four dangers of blurry vision. Amen. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, honestly, is found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 18. Uh, this was a Scripture that God laid upon my heart immediately after we took the pastor of this church. Um, and I, I honestly could not tell you how many times I have prayed this prayer since we have taken the pastor of this church. The writer of Proverbs, in Proverbs 29, verse 18, he says this, he says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. The writer says, where there is no vision. And the writer there, he's talking about a prophetic vision. And I'm not talking about prophetic in the sense of foreseeing the future, but prophetic as as in a divine vision. Amen. A, A spiritual vision. And so where there is no spiritual vision, people perish. Amen. Where there is no spiritual vision, people just sort of go off the rails. Uh, When there is no spiritual vision, those those are the people that you often see that will go to four or five different types of churches and they just can't tell the difference between any of them. Because there's there's no spiritual vision. There's nothing there, brothers and sisters, that keep everything in focus. Amen. And so, in order for us here at New Life to move forward... In order for us to bear fruit unto the kingdom, we have to have a vision. I have to have a vision. I tell the Lord this all the time. How many believes that God has a vision for this church? He absolutely does. How many believes that God has a vision for our community? He absolutely does. 
And he already has the vision. You know what our job is? Our job is to get a hold of it and make it ours. Amen. Because if we can walk in God's vision, if we can walk according to His vision, then there's no possible way, brothers and sisters, we can be defeated. No possible way. Defeat comes when we try to do things our way. When we try to create our own vision. Amen. And so what the writer says is where there's no vision, people perish. Amen. <laughs> How many here tonight like having vision? Uh, I wear glasses, but I'm, I thank God I can see. But um, vision, as, as talking about it in the physical, uh, vision is something that the majority of people all over the world, you and me, all of us here tonight, we use it to function every day. Every day. In everyday life, we use our vision to function. Um, vision tells us how to get where we need to go. In order for me to navigate, to get home from here, I use my eyes. I've memorized landmarks. I know which roads to take. And so I use vision to get home. Vision tells us if we're going in the right direction. Uh, it allows us to view and to understand our surroundings. Matter of fact, vision keeps us from danger. We use our eyes. We can zero in on a situation that could potentially become dangerous. And so we use vision, physical vision, for all of these different things. But brothers and sisters, when you are spirit-filled and you are endeavoring to live for God, we have spiritual vision as well. And spiritual vision works much along the same way as physical vision does. And when we lack spiritual vision, it hinders our everyday lives and our walk with God. Just like if your physical vision diminishes, it diminishes your quality of life to some extent. It diminishes your ability to do and perform certain things. And, and it's like that spiritually. When we lack spiritual vision, it'll hinder our everyday lives. It'll hinder our walk with God. It'll hinder what God can do through us. Amen. And so, I want to talk to us tonight about four dangers of blurry vision. And I'm speaking primarily of spiritual vision. If we allow spiritual vision to become blurred, these are four dangers. Amen. <clears throat> Number one, spiritual vision is the guiding force in the life of a spirit-filled believer. In other words, it tells us how to get to where we need to go. Spiritual vision is the guiding force, should be the guiding force in the life of the Spirit-filled believer. John chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus said this. He said, How be it when He, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. Brothers and sisters, if, if we are going to navigate this, this completely insane time that we're living in right now, if we're going to navigate all of these crazy things that's going on right now where, 
where they're taking Mr. Potato Head and they say, they, they say he can't be called Mr. Potato Head anymore. They're canceling Dr. Seuss because they're saying Dr. Seuss is racist. I mean, we are living in absolutely unreal and insane times right now. And, and if you and I are going to avoid becoming casualties of this time, and if we're going to be able to navigate through this time, there's so many voices in the world. There's so much misdirection. There's so many lies, and there's so many lying spirits. And if you and I are going to make it through that, we have to have the spirit of truth. Amen. We have to have our steps ordered of the Lord. Jesus says here, He says, when the spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. Amen. And so if we want to avoid being carried away with every wind of everything that's going on in the world today, if we want to avoid our minds being carried off into some la-la land or some, some alternate reality, which is what a lot of people seem to be living in, if we want to avoid being carried away in all of that, we've got to rely on the Holy Ghost to give us guidance. If we don't, Somewhere along the lines, we're going to become deceived. Amen. The goal in the life of the believer is to be led by the Spirit of God. This is, this is so important that the Apostle Paul dedicates the entire chapter in the book of Romans to this. That's Romans chapter 8. It is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. But Paul writes in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, he says this. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Almost sounds like there's a qualification there. That if you want to be considered the Son of God, you have to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. I'll tell you, there's things that I see, there's headlines I read, there's things I see going on that just about, want to, just about make my head want to pop off my shoulders. Because I'm like, I just, Katie and I were talking about this on the way to church. I said, I just can't, I can't even bend my mind <laughs> in the shape of some of the things that's going on in this world. And the only thing that's going to keep me grounded until Jesus comes is the Holy Ghost, Brother Carl. Because the Bible says that God hath not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Amen. And so we need to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. The maturing process of the Christian is to grow in the Lord. Amen. That ought to be our goal every single day is that we move forward in some way, shape, or form and draw closer to God. This comes through the study of God's Word this comes through having a daily prayer life and fasting. Uh, and just like our physical vision tells us where we are, our physical vision tells us where we need to go, what we need to do uh, as we go about our day, the Holy Ghost gives us vision to walk after the Spirit, and not only that, but to walk after the desires of God. There's a scripture in the Bible that I read wrong for so many years. Um, I can't remember how it begins, but it, 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 in the Scripture it states that God will give you the desires of your heart. And, and I used to think what that meant was that God would give me the things my heart desires. And you know, sometimes God will do that. 
But that's not what that scripture meant. I, I misread it for many, many years. What that means is that when we surrender every part of our life to Jesus, that God will place His desires into our heart and make them our desires. So now when I pray, and I pray, God, give me the desires of my heart. I'm not talking about the wish list of things that I want. I'm saying, God, whatever your desires are today, put those desires in my heart, Lord. Let my desires be your desires. Amen. Amen. But we need, we need the Holy Ghost. Now the problem is that when that vision is blurred or that vision becomes obstructed, that's when we begin to rely on our senses. When, when the Holy Ghost, and make no mistake about it, even if you're spirit-filled, there are things that you can allow in your heart and in your life that will hinder the flow of the Holy Ghost from working in your heart. And so there are things that can obstruct the flow of the Spirit in your life. And when that happens, and we're no longer relying on the Spirit of God, we begin to rely on our own senses. We, we begin to rely on our hearts. We begin to rely on our own desires to lead us. We attempt to walk after God, except we try to do it in our flesh. Brothers and sisters, you can't. You can't walk after God in your flesh. Amen. The Bible says, in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. The Bible also says that, that the carnal mind is enmity against God because it's not subject to the law of God. Neither, neither indeed can be. But when our spiritual vision becomes obstructed, we, we try to walk after God, but we try to do it in our flesh. And this often results in fulfilling not the will of God, but fulfilling the lusts of our flesh instead. And so we need to seek and learn to walk after the Holy Ghost. Amen. Number two, spiritual vision keeps us on the right path. Amen. It tells us, just like our physical vision, it tells us if we are going in the right direction. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12, one, another one of my very favorite scriptures. It says, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way, Sister Katie, every single day that's going to seem right in my flesh. If somebody does me wrong, it's going to feel real good for me to want to get back at them. It's that's in my flesh. There could be many decisions that I could face in a certain day, and there's going to be a particular way that's going to seem right to me, and it's going to seem right in my flesh. There's decisions, and, and when I was a youth pastor, I used to tell our young people this. There are decisions that you make every day, and some of those decisions are going to affect today, but some of those decisions are going to affect eternity. And so, what the writer was saying here is there is a way that seems right to a man, but you don't consider the end thereof. Because in the short term, it feels right, it feels good, it's a lot of fun, I'm doing this, I feel free. 
but you don't and you have not considered the end consequences of what you have to pay. The writer says the end thereof are the ways of death. So just like our physical vision tells us as we travel about our days, if we're going in the right direction, our spiritual vision does the same thing. Learning to first trust and then be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, it keeps us moving in a positive spiritual direction daily. Amen. How many understands that when we are moving in the direction that God wants us to, it puts us in a place that allows, now get that word right there, it allows God to bless us. Because God always wants to bless you, but you could hinder God's blessings. You absolutely can. You can put a stop to it. But when we keep moving in the direction and we walk with God, it allows God to bless us and lead us in the way that blesses and prospers us. And it does so physically and it does so emotionally and spiritually. It puts us in a place where God can move through us. Amen. And where God can operate in our lives. But the danger, the danger comes when we feel and know the way that God wants us to go, but instead, we jerk the wheel out of His hand. We take the wheel from God, and we say, thanks for getting me this far, I'll take it from here for a while. And you know, Brother Carl, usually when we do that, is when we're down in the valley, and we're going through the trials, man... We'll hop in the back seat. We want Jesus to drive the whole time. Because we're like, I'm in a bad spot. Lord, I'm just going to hop in the back seat, take a nap. You take the wheel from here. I don't even want to look out the window. Usually when we take the wheel back, it's when we get up on the mountaintop. And everything's going good. Everything seems fine. Life is happy. The sun's shining, the birds are singing. It was still daylight when we walked into church tonight. Everything's good, everybody's smiling, and you're like, I'll take that from here, thanks, Lord. I'm going to put it on cruise control from here on out. (laughs) That's when trouble starts. (laughs) This often comes in the form of falling into temptation, Especially when you knew beforehand something wasn't right and you went and did it anyway. Am I the only person here tonight that's ever did that? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm in the company of other sinners. (laughs) Essentially, if I could say it this way, it's when the Holy Ghost says to go right and you say, you know what, left looks better. How many remember the story of uh, Lot and Abraham? The Bible says that when they parted ways, it says that Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. I think it was two chapters later, we find Lot sitting at the gate of Sodom. Abraham went away from Sodom. Lot looked over there and said, hey, that looks pretty good. I'm going to go that direction. Be careful where you camp. Amen. Number three, spiritual vision always knows where it's at. 
I don't care where you are in the world, God always knows where he's at. You say, Pastor, how does that work? Because the Bible says, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Spiritual vision always knows where it's at. It allows us to view and understand our surroundings. We're going to stay in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6. The writer says this, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. The New International Version Bible says it this way. It says, In all of your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. In other words, if we surrender ourselves to God every morning, and we surrender our will to Him every morning, God will map out our steps and our paths for that day. We will be following in the paths that God wants us to take. Amen. How many understands that's the path to victory? And so our paths each day not only covers the territory we travel and the places we go, but it also crosses, hear me this, uh, this evening, it crosses various people that we will encounter every day. This is where spiritual vision is important. Spiritual vision allows us to view our surroundings and the people in our surroundings through a different lens. When you walk through Walmart, if you're walking in the Holy Ghost, you're going to see things different than you would if you were just going there to get some antifreeze. It teaches us to see people how Jesus sees them. There's two, there's two types of Christians that will walk through, through let's, I'm just going to use Walmart since it's the biggest chain in the United States. There's two different types of Christians that will walk through Walmart. You have, you have the ivory tower Christians. They're the ones that Sees that young lady struggling to get her two babies through the store with tattoos up and down her arms and facial piercings. The ivory tower Christians are the ones that would be like, well, she should have thought twice before she got into all that mess, shouldn't she? Huh. Rats. And then you have the people that are walking with spiritual vision who walk through that store and they see people and they see circumstances and situations and their heart grieves for that person. I pray that the Lord would help us to be the latter. When that vision becomes clouded, we tend to only see what's directly in front of us. That, that's the greatest danger. And if you don't get anything else that I'm, I'm going to say tonight, that's the greatest danger to the lack of spiritual vision. And, and like I said, if you forget every single word that I said tonight, I'm fine, as long as you retain this part. A lack of spiritual vision. I know people right now, personally, who have been hindered for years in their walk with God because they lack spiritual vision. What I mean is that they can only see what's right here. God sees 
what's out here. But when you lack spiritual vision, you, you get, if I could say it this way, you get spiritual tunnel vision. And so you only react to what you can see. Oh, this situation happened. I've got to react to that right now. And God's going, if you would just be quiet, I'm doing something here. Oh, this person said that at work or, or something, and I need to... I'm doing something here. How many understands you can... Now, this is going to mess with some folks' theology out there in podcast land. How many understand tonight you can mess up God's plans for your life sometimes? You absolutely can. Because God's got this plan and He's working something in your life. But when you lack spiritual vision, spiritual vision, hear me, it stunts your faith. So that your faith could be out here and trusting God for this, but instead your faith is only this big because this is all you can see. That's good teaching right there. I very seldom ever pat myself on the back, but that's good teaching. That's good truth right there. We need to, when something happens in our life, we need to not just immediately react to it. If we've had a bad day at work, we don't just immediately react to it. If a brother or sister in the church says something, we shouldn't just immediately react to it, but let's wait upon the Lord. Let's, God might be working something here. Maybe there's a bigger picture to what I'm seeing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Number four. Spiritual vision keeps us from bumping into the wrong things. <laughs> Let me give you an example. In the morning, the typical routine in the Puckett household is for me to take Katie's phone in her bedroom. She sets her alarm, and she's sound asleep. And I go in her room, and I set her phone. She set her alarm. I set her phone on her nightstand so that her phone will wake her up. Now, here's the funny thing about Katie's room sometimes. Two-thirds of her room's floor will be spotless. But the area... The area just in front of her bed is like walking through a World War II landmine zone. And so, and it's already dark in there. And when I, when I head down the hallway, both the dog and the cat knows I'm heading to Sissy's room. And so they want to follow me. So I'm trying to wrangle a dog, a cat, and I'm trying to make my way through her room without, <laughs> without waking her up. I was really noisy this morning. But when I can't see and there's stuff in the way, I, I'm going to run into stuff. When you lack spiritual vision or your spiritual vision becomes obstructed, the same thing happens. Spiritual vision, brothers and sisters, keeps us from bumping into the wrong things. In other words, it keeps us from dangerous places and dangerous people. Proverbs 29, verse 18. We're going to repeat this scripture tonight. Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
Learning to have clear spiritual vision allows us to see dangers up ahead before we get to them. Think about how many pileups, unfortunately and sadly, think about how many pileups have happened in our country on interstates due to fog. You know what fog does? Fog obstructs your vision that you can't see that far ahead. And so when our, when our vision becomes obstructed, it keeps us from seeing the things ahead. Amen. Our spiritual vision works just like our physical vision does as we drive down the road. We can navigate and avoid potholes and debris on the road that can damage our vehicles. If we're taking a walk down the street with our physical vision, we can avoid tripping over or bumping into things that can harm us. And spiritual vision serves the same purpose. It warns us of the dangers ahead. But again, when that vision becomes obstructed, our travels become dangerous. Many vehicle accidents happen each year due to obstructed vision. And sadly, many people backslide and walk away from God the same way. When we fail to rely on spiritual vision as a means by which to navigate our life, we can't see the danger that's just ahead. We can't see that group of friends that will influence us in ungodly ways until we have fallen into the snare. We can't see the effect of that ungodly music that we're listening to, we can't see the effects that it's having on our spirit until we're too deep in the hole. We can't, we can't see the effects of those ungodly movies or ungodly television shows or, or things that we have allowed ourselves. We can't see those effects. We can't see those dangers oftentimes until we're too far into it. Amen. That's why we need spiritual authority in our lives. That's why we need a preacher. That's why we need a pastor. That's why we need people that pray for us. Amen. Because sometimes there are people that God will use to see the dangers that are just up ahead that you can't see. That's right, Brother Carl. Amen. We don't discern the dangers of getting wrapped up in worldly things. Music, movies, social media. We don't see the dangers until we're hooked. Spiritual vision keeps us from bumping into things that would do us harm. Amen. Amen. Four dangers of blurry vision. Amen. 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 Let's stand here tonight. We're going to dismiss in prayer. I'll open this up after prayer for any questions that you may have regarding or comments regarding this Bible study. Amen. Amen. Aren't you thankful tonight for the word of the Lord? Amen. Aren't you thankful for not tonight for this truth? There's so many things that they're saying is fluid in the world today. So many things that are, are one thing today and they move the goalpost and it's something different tomorrow. Aren't you glad tonight, amen, that you're founded upon the rock?
Amen. That you have the Word of God and it's never going to change. It's forever settled in the heavens. Amen. I thank God for that tonight. Amen. Ain't you glad for the Holy Ghost? Amen. That wonderful Spirit of Truth. Aren't you glad for the church? Amen. That we could come in here and we can get our spiritual meat. Amen. We can get spiritual food in the Word of the Lord. Amen. Let's raise our hands and let's thank the Lord tonight. Lord Jesus, we give You the glory in this place, Almighty God, and we thank You, Father, for Your Word. We thank You, Lord, for this wonderful truth, God, that this truth sets men free and it will continue to until You come back. God, we thank You, Lord, for the Spirit of truth, God, and for the Word that never changes. God, we thank You, Lord, for the leading of the Holy Ghost, God, and we are completely dependent, and we pray tonight, God, that You would help us, God, to become more dependent, Lord, upon the Holy Ghost. God, every day I pray that You would help us, God, to draw closer to You, Lord. God, that we could walk after the Spirit of truth, Lord, because we know and confess tonight, God, that that's the only thing, Lord, that's going to get us through this time. Lord Jesus, we thank You tonight, God, and we give You the glory. Lord, we pray it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.